On this episode of Documental, I'm speaking with Luca Delana. Uh, Luca, thank you so much for coming on. Hi, thank you for inviting. I want to talk about your book on the topic of adaptation. So to begin our discussion, can you give us uh, an idea of why you wrote this book and why it's so important for us to understand it? Yeah, so the book is The Power of Adaptation. And uh, it's very important because very often when we come to the world, we're not uh, a good fit. Uh, for example, I might go get a new job and uh, the environment of the job requires me to have some characteristic in order to thrive into the job. And unless I'm extremely, extremely, extremely lucky, I, I might only have some of those characteristics. And I need to adapt in order to get the characteristics I need in order to thrive to a new environment. So this is the, the spirit of uh, adaptation. The book is, has been written as uh, an addition to Taleb's Antifragile in a way, because Taleb's Antifragile is a book that talks about very similar topics, about the, about the idea of uh, that we humans as living beings, we need to expose ourselves to the environment to grow stronger. But then, then in my book, I talk about a bit more about how this can be applied to our from our personal point of view. I'll give you an example. So you might be in a new environment, for example, a new job, and you might receive some feedback. For example, your boss telling that your presentation wasn't very good. And then you have two choices. Either you take the feedback across all of yourself, so the feedback was about me, and then usually you either like avoid it, you neglect it, you don't think about it, but then you don't, do not get an opportunity to adaptation or you get it in such a way that the feedback is so strong against you that you begin entering depression, burnout, uh, you lose confidence and so on. But then there is another choice, which is the main theme of my book, which is the idea that instead of considering yourself as a single person, a single ego, instead you consider yourself as a multitude of uh, mental patterns, which might be habits, beliefs, and so on. And then when you get feedback, instead of directing it to yourself, you direct it to one of your mental patterns. So for example, instead of uh, Luca is bad employee, instead it becomes Luca is bad at giving presentations. And then instead of, then you can do it one step further. So instead of considering your, your presentation skill as a single wall, you divide it into a set of, of, into a set of patterns. And so for example, Luca is not good at presentations becomes, uh, um, Luca is not good at body language during presentations. And if you do it enough, then it becomes first of all, something that you can accept. Because maybe I will never accept someone that tells me Luca is a bad employee, but I'm much more likely to accept something that tells me like uh, Luca's body language during presentation is not good enough. And then the second thing is that it's something on which I can adapt. And this is exactly the same process that happens with natural selection. I give you an example. Let's say that um, there is a tribe and then there is a new uh, virus and the virus starts killing people. 
and there are three outcomes, right? Either the virus does not kill anyone. And this means that the people which have a weaker immune systems, this system they get to reproduce, making the population with lower average immune system and thus more, more vulnerable to new viruses. This is what happens like if I disregard feedback. Or the virus might kill everyone in the population, so both the fit and the unfit, and then the population dies, and this is not good either, which is what happens if I take the feedback upon all of me. And then there is the third option, which is that like the virus kills the ones which are unfit, and then as a result, the population as a whole adapts. And this is what happens to me. I can, when I get feedback, negative feedback from the world, from my environment, it means that there is something inside me which is unfit for that environment. And if I manage to, to let the environment damage the part of me which is, which is unfit, then I will be able to adapt. So if I let my boss, for example, telling me that my body language is not uh, good enough for the presentation, then I can change it. And maybe it's better if the boss is very specific. So for example, maybe I think that like uh, smiling is good during a presentation at work. But if my boss is very good at narrowing it down and he tells, look, you're smiling too much. Then for example, I discovered that a mental pattern of mine smiling, which I thought was fit to the environment is actually unfit. And then I get the opportunity to drop it and by dropping it, I adapt. And then in case we are not lucky enough to have a boss or an environment which gives very specific feedback, then it's our job to get that feedback and narrow it down. And the, and the only way in which we can narrow down this feedback is if we manage to let go of our ego as a single individual, and instead we realize that we are a lot of mental patterns and we are not the ensemble of mental patterns, but we are like the tenant of a vehicle which contains a lot of mental patterns. And if one of those uh, guests is causing us problem, we can just let it go. And it doesn't change who we are as a single person. Okay, so I wanna turn back to the mental patterns a little bit later because it's a really important topic and it's, it's fascinating. But it seems like a big part of this is feedback, is understanding what is around you and how that feedback is affecting you, uh, whether you recognize it or not. So from a practical standpoint, how can we actually develop that awareness for the feedback? Is it meditation, reflection? Is it just asking people? I think, I, I think that there are a lot of ways and each one of us might find the one which is, uh, which is more appropriate. So some people might find excellent results with meditation. Some other people might instead just want to write down like a diary and reflect on uh, what, what went wrong, what went well. Uh, some other people might want instead to have a more interactive experience like asking their friends or their colleagues. Uh, all of these methods are good. The important thing is that all of those ones, you need not to get into them as a single person, but as I was saying before, as a set of mental patterns, because if you put your ego into the whole person that you are right now, 
then whatever feedback you get will, will not have any result. One suggestion that I make to other people is to sit down uh, after a long day or any point in the day and just think about what happened during the day, right? Reflect on all the occurrences. But it seems like a lot of people just don't have, I don't know, if it's the focus, the energy to sit down and just sit in silence in reflection, understand the feedback that they got during the day. So one thing I say is, okay, if you want to be on the go, just drive around, no music, no podcast, and just think about what you've been going through because you're still doing something, but you're kind of still thinking about <laughs> that, you know, that, yeah, that yeah. those moments. Fascinating. So uh, let's talk about mental models. You wrote another book, Lessons yes. in Life. And this is a really interesting take. You can see a preview on his Gumroad page. And there is one section that applies to the discussion that I want to bring in. You say successful people at some point of their life committed to the hard choice. So adaptation can be tough, right? It's change can be tough. How does that apply to our discussion? Yes, yeah, so uh, that goes towards the, the, the attitude of listening without uh, ego. Because the thing is that uh, the hard choice is, is good if it's the right choice. So the, the, the thing which is important is to always make the right choice, regardless of whether it's easy or hard. And usually, almost everyone knows which one is the right choice. The problem is that we are not looking for the right choice. We're, we're looking for a choice we're comfortable with. And then we end up with problems. And another thing that I usually say is that people want to be happy, but actually they want to be happy in the way that they want to be happy. And if that way is not possible exactly like they want, they end up unhappy. And so this is the same thing. So the, the, the idea is that for me, that successful people at a certain point of their life, they realize that they will not be able to achieve what they want in the exact way that they want doing the things that they want. And they will realize that they will have to do something that they're not comfortable with. And as long as this does not break any uh, moral rules, that's totally okay. But a lot of people instead, they, they do not accept that. They think that the solution to do who they want to become is inside them. And so they keep looking for another solution, ignoring the one which is right in front of them. You have a pretty interesting program that talks a lot about understanding the future self and adaptation requires change. So let's talk about that a little bit. Listeners can understand what that's all about. Yes. So this is the new, pro the new um, project that I'm working on. It's a program called Be, Become, Belong. It's a set of three courses. Uh, right now, I, I just, I'm just about to release the first, the first course on the 21st of September on bebecomebelong.com. So it's a course that aims to help you become your future self. So we all have a future self that we aspire to become, but we struggle to make any progress towards it usually. And the reason is because we are interested in becoming our future self, but we are not committed to it yet. And this means that some unconscious part of our brain realizes the benefits of becoming our future self, but it does not think that they are worth the costs. And so simply, every time that the conscious part of our brain says, let's do for example, let's run in the morning, 
if that's what I think will bring me towards my future self, then the unconscious part says, I do not think that running in the morning is worth the benefits, basically. And so it, it prevents it. And so we end up not running and then the conscious part of our brain comes up with all kinds of justifications for which we are. But actually the real reason for which we do not do something we think we want to do is always only one. The unconscious part of our brain thinks that that activity has a negative expected emotional outcome. And so this shifts everything. So to become my, my future self, I do not do to, to plan better. I do not need to do better. I just need to plan things which to change, um, to plan things which will change the emotional perception of what I need to do so that I make it pleasurable enough or comfortable enough or whatever, so that my unconscious part of my brain will actually get, will actually allow me to do it. That's, that's in a nutshell, then it's much more complex, but yeah. Luca, this has been fantastic. Um, to close our interview, can you give the listeners an idea where to find you online? Yes, yeah, so my personal website is uh, Luca, dash delana d e l a n a dot com and uh, instead the, the last program that i was talking about they want to become your future self you can find it on bebecomebelong.com all right fantastic thank you so much thank you so much alejandro